Welcome to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell, where each week you hear from safety industry experts and leaders discussing safety culture, team development, and the future of the safety industry. If you are looking for help with your safety program or have questions, head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Let's get started. Everyone, welcome back to the True Safety Podcast. I know usually Apollonia's here interviewing other people, but today uh, Apollonia and myself, Seth Silvers, we're going to be having a conversation about how to improve relationships with field workers. As safety professionals, um, I feel like there's this natural kind of separation between, you know, safety professionals or safety cops and like the workers. And so we're going to talk about some things and some ways that that can kind of be, that that relationship can be improved. So Apollonia, you know, we see this all the time. Um, this is a big topic of conversation. It's also something that people, in one way, they're talking about it a lot, and another, they're not talking about it enough. And mm-hmm. so what's kind of normal? What is the relationship between safety managers and field workers usually look like? Nine times out of 10, when I'm talking to a fellow safety professional, no matter the industry, whether it be oil and gas, construction, trucking, manufacturing, whatever it is, it is always a complaint that I do not have buy-in from my team. And, and that can range, right? That can range from I have zero buy-in from the field employees, or it can be, I, you know, I have some buy-in from leadership, but me, myself, I'm having a hard time executing the vision for the employees doing the work. So yeah, nine times out of 10, there, there's a struggle. There's a um, hesitancy for the field employees to embrace a safety program for sure. Gotcha. And uh, with that, so you have a safety manager kind of coming you know, talking about a program they want to implement, kind of pointing things out, but then the field workers don't necessarily want to implement those safety things. You know, maybe they've been doing things that are really efficient and, you know, efficiency is a big priority in construction and oil and gas and getting things done quickly. Um, But sometimes it's not always the safest option. So how do things usually play out when you have like a safety manager that's coming in and saying, okay, we need to make all these adjustments, you know, to be safer, and the workers, you're like, how do they usually respond to that? With a big F you. <laughs> yeah. I, we could be If you're listening and you're a worker, we're not saying that's how you respond. That's just saying we've seen that often. We've seen this often where, hey, even, hey, personal experience. Like I've done this the wrong way too, where when I was an in-house safety uh, coordinator for a company, and I was the one that came up with all these brilliant ideas on how we could get our welding shop up to par, how we can get our trucking division up to par and our roustabout division up to compliance. And I came with to the supervisors with all of these ideas and nobody was fighting at first. And I realized, okay, I have to approach this completely different. Yeah, it's uh, it's super important to kind of be willing to approach it differently and, and yeah. just realize like, okay, people don't like our plan. What were some of the things you started to do differently uh, when you realized, okay, I need to approach this different? So some of the things that I tried and what I would advise, I mean, anyone to, today, the first one is very obvious is the relationship piece and the, the caring piece. And I'm going to go deeper on this, but 
um, more than I ever have on the show. So I'm actually really excited to talk about this. But um, so at first, what I tried was the Apollonia comes up with these ideas on how we can get into compliance. And let's just hope everybody um, is as excited about safety as I am. And that didn't work. And so then what I, what I tried differently was meet with the supervisors or just even meet with the guys in the welding shop. Like they didn't have to be a supervisor. Maybe it's so-and-so who's been there for five years. And I just asked, all right, what would you do if you were me? And Hey, like having these one-on-one conversations with, um, with Ken, hey Ken, like if I'm having such a hard time like implementing um, face shields, like what, like what is the big deal? Why, why does everybody hate this? And add some humor and like add, add the human piece to it is like you can imagine if you were me, like this is this is an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. And like, what would you do? And then it was at that point where, for an example, this kin, theoretical kin or whatever, would be like. Well, this is why, like, because these face shields suck. They hurt, they're, they fog up, like they'll, like, he'll tell, your employees will tell you everything you need to know if you just ask, if you just take the time to under, to listen, to understand. So when I approached it differently versus, hey, everyone needs to wear safety glasses and Mm -hmm. your face shields and your PPE. And, and before I even um, took the time to understand the employee's perspective and their journey when they show up. It's like, Hey, for, and so he explained and I'm like, okay, so the face shield is uncomfortable and you hate the ones that we have, which ones would you have? It's like, Oh, well, the last one at the, the last, uh, face shields that we use at my, at my previous employer were these, and everybody loved them. Like everybody had a, like a you know, a good experience with them. And so his idea then, you know, at that point when it came time in the cycle to, to purchase new equipment, we got those face shields, he owned it. And he was like the secret leader. He wasn't the manager, but he was the secret manager of that welding shop because this guy had all the influence is what I mean by that is, you know, people don't have to have these leadership titles, right. To be a leader. He was that guy. He had the most influence. He was the coolest guy, you know, like the guy's guy. Everyone had a lot of respect for this gentleman. No, his real name was not Ken. And, um, but so when he owned it, the whole shop, imagine that, implemented and executed out my vision, but when I needed everyone else's vision is when it worked. Right. Yeah. I always think about how everybody has a reason for why they do everything. Sometimes they don't know the reason, but if you dig deep enough, like there's always a reason. And so I feel like when we see people doing things that we might think are dumb or they're doing, you know, they're not following rules, there's usually a reason. And again, those reasons are not always good, but if you have the relationship and you ask, then you're going to find out. And usually asking why, and, you know, genuinely asking why will usually lead to some other kind of discoveries and and options there. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing too, which I was really excited to talk about um, when really reflecting on my journey as a safety professional, but then, then also just working with new clients is I've realized the better, this is advice for 
doesn't matter again, the industry, um, but if you're a safety professional is painting the vision for your company and we get so caught up as humans in the day-to-day, right? And as a safety professional, we get caught up in our to-do list of we need to get this area in compliance, this shop in compliance, this yard in compliance, whatever it is, this location. And we're trying to you know, push, push, push the employees. But if we can be better, if you can work on your communication skills, if you could if you can paint a story and a vision where the end is clear and there is wins at the end for everyone, then you might see some different results. And so what I mean by that is people need to see a bigger vision um, when you're trying to sell something, right? And so when you're asking field employees, when you're asking the team, to do things a different way, you need to paint the why and then paint what that looks like, big vision. Mm-hmm. You know, long-term is that, um, like these are the benefits, like this is this is what we're looking for. This is what we're working for. We're working for an award, you know, for an example, is we're working to get the company cost containment certified. And what that means and what that looks like is this. And so when we're working towards something bigger, then people really can like start to wrap their minds around why would I, why would I put an inspection tag on a ladder? Like, why would I wear my PPE? Like the little things, if we're working towards an award and maybe that's, um, I, I, I've done this with a few companies and I'm starting to see it with a few clients too, um, is when you can, you don't have to get certified through OSHA. There's a, a VPP program, a voluntary protection program. And that's very elite in advance. A lot of companies are afraid to go for that certification because you essentially bring OSHA in and inspect your workplace. And mm-hmm. they give you a great, they'll give you a grace period um, if, if they find any violations, but you're committing that you will get, you will invest the time, energy resources to get these things done. But anyway, you don't have to go as far as getting VPP status. But if there's something that your company can work towards, then I would highly encourage that. So that way there's some pride in what you're doing on the day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Understanding that big picture is so helpful. And a lot of times we're not communicating the big picture. And so then, you know, it just, so many of the details get missed. And when we're implementing a safety plan, there's, there's a lot of logistics. There's a lot of little things that need to be done. And I think, you know, helping people to see what the big picture is, is always going to be helpful because again, people do what they do for a reason. And so understanding like there is actually a reason behind putting an inspection note on a ladder. Um, Like there's a reason behind these things, but if people don't know them, then they're going to assume that it's just some dumb reason and it doesn't matter. Oftentimes safety professionals Uh, there's this balance of like office time versus field time Mm -hmm. in your experience. Like how often should safety professionals be like out on the field versus in the office when, you know, sometimes we like work demand demands both. Like you can't just do one or the other. Mm -hmm. For me personally, and for the journey that I've even been able to receive from other safety professionals is that a lot of people, it wasn't just me. Cause I'm like, I'm, I want to gut Jackie, gut Jack, 
check my journey. Like, was this just my experience? But for me and a lot of other safety professionals, everything shifted for them and myself when you took the time to be more with the team and in the field. And yes, there's always going to be office work. There's always going to be the administrative tasks. But I was when you're able to build rapport with your team, when the more conversations you have, the more trust you're having. It's as simple as that. The more conversations, the more you're in front of um, the team, the more that you are listening to understand, and the more you're in front of them, then the less shock or the less um, hesitancy that somebody has when you show up on location. Mm-hmm. It's not like I see this safety person come to my job site once a month. He or she's never talked to me. They've never taken the time to get to know like anything about me, my kids, my family. Um, but when it's like a frequent weekly, right. conver- you know, and it, and it won't be like that for every company, depending on the size. Um, but absolutely, the more conversations and face-to-face time you can have with someone, the more trust you're building. And then the more that you will rally people on, on your team and on your side. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. And I, we've even seen with some of our clients where, you know, they end up hiring some, hiring some of their work or some of their safety kind of program outsourced to true safety, which then gives them more of an opportunity to build, be building relationships. And I know we've used the language before, like, outsource what you can so that you can spend time on what only you can do, which is the human aspect of it. It's like the relationship aspect. And so if there's details and like account management and safety tracking and different things like that, that you can have someone else help with, Mm -hmm. then that actually gives you the opportunity to be more present and have more of a relationship with your workers, which I mean, in my, in my opinion, it's just, it's a game changer to actually have that relationship. You can't expect much if there's not the relationship. And to go off of what you just said, we had a a prime example with a recent customer that said, I'm spending, I mean, it was something crazy. I don't know, 40%, let's just say, like 40% of my time, he was spending towards new hire orientations with people that he didn't know if he was going to see the next month or so, because at the time there was um, high turnaround rates and it's just, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to build rapport with the newest team member in, mm-hmm. with a high, with a high turnover. So anyways, he was um, spending so much of his time doing like the same one day orientation that got old and stale for him. And it was like, we can, use that you could use us or you could use anybody else but if you want to just streamline your new hire orientation process so that way you could spend more time building relationships with the team that's in the field doing the work they've been with the company for a long amount of time and that's not to say that you know that that'll be a more that that time is more valuable for you um and yes of course you want to have conversations with your newest team members it doesn't also it doesn't necessarily need to be one day out of your week mm. that you're doing these new hire orientations, you can have that right. face-to-face com- that face-to-face piece, and then get the training streamlined so that you can build longer, stronger, lasting relationships. Yeah, and I think you know that's kind of what we always come back to in these conversations is just the power of relationships and amongst like a safety culture. A safety culture is going to be built on authentic relationships 
and, you know, everybody being bought into the same vision. So I think this has been a really helpful conversation. I hope it has for the audience. Um, I know this is something that is talked about often of like, you know, how do you improve the relationship with your field workers? And so um, any last words of encouragement that you would kind of give to our audience and other safety professionals as they're diving into just this challenge of how do I get to have a better relationship with my workers? The, the one takeaway, if you're listening right now, is but if you already if you don't already have one, create a big vision for your company. And if your company doesn't have this big vision, you take ownership and you you figure it out. You make one because that's going to get you excited to wake up every single day and come to work. And, and that's going to get the team excited because if, again, if the company doesn't have one, don't wait around and just mm -hmm. twiddle your thumbs and wait until someone gives you the vision, just take ownership and you create something. It doesn't need to be a VPP certification. It doesn't need to be an award. Um, but create something that you're working towards every year and everybody gets bought into this program that you create and there's an incentive at the end. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great parting words and Apollonia, this has been wonderful. We'll do this again. Um, so thanks so much for making time today and to everybody listening. We'll see you again soon on the true safety podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell. If you are looking to save time and money with your safety program this year, we'd love to hear from you. Head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast to schedule a free call with our team, where we will help you identify the biggest opportunities for growth in your company and safety program, and we'll connect you with the right resources to help you grow. Again, that is truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. If you know anyone who needs to hear this episode today, click the share button and send them this episode. 